Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. Okay, welcome to the Neff's Canyon podcast. Tonight we are with the Beaners. We're really excited to be here and uh, excited to hear their story. So we're just going to jump right in here and ask Sue to um, tell a little bit about you and Gary and how long you've been in the neighborhood, a little bit, a little bit about you guys. Okay. Well, we have been in the neighborhood for 25 years. Um, we've loved this neighborhood and the people that live in it have made it wonderful for us. We have four children. Our oldest is a son, a boy, and he has six boys of his own, and they live in Texas. They didn't want to go for for seven because they didn't know that they wanted seven boys. They thought six. Six boys? Yeah, well, six boys. Well, they kept wanting a girl. Yeah. But what they didn't want is seven boys, so they, <laughs> <laughs> they just kept it off six. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. And then we have three daughters. Uh, after that, that all live here in Salt Lake City right now. And we have been married for 41 years. So anyway, I'm grateful to be married to Gary. It went by quickly. (laughs) How long have you been here in the neighborhood? So we've been here in the neighborhood 25 years. Hmm. 25 years. Yeah. Hmm. Prices were much different then. Yeah, glad we bought 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure you could sell this for a lot of money. And then what? Yeah. We're not, we're not letting that happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's part of this too, right? We're yeah. telling people that if we get a verbal contract right now, you will not move out of the ward. Say no. it. Say no, it. we're not we moving. Like it okay, we good. love it here. See, it's a verbal we contract. We love this we're ward. <laughs> and so where did, where did you two grow up? I grew up in Heber City. And if you can imagine, uh, 63 years ago, the size of Heber City, Mm. it was very, very small. Uh, It was a great rural neighborhood. I had, my grandparents were both farmers and uh, horses, sheep, cattle, branding parties. It was a lot of fun. Mm. That's great. Good old days. What about you, Gary? Well, Believe it or not, uh, I've lived up in the Cove since I was four. So we've had one, two, three homes in the mm-hmm. Cove. And so when I was... Uh, so you're the reason you're here. Yeah, because yeah. we grew up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I was in, grew up in this ward. Wow. And uh, do you know Jay Hughes on Parkview Circle? Anyway, that was our family home. And when I was 16 years old... Dad made a calculated decision to move us away from the cove because all of his boys had gotten into uh, friends that he didn't think were that good, and they really weren't. My older brother had run away from home at 14 Mm -hmm. and never did live with us again. And I was next oldest, and uh, my friends were not so good. Even though we were raised in the church, myself, my little brother, kind of got into the wrong group of friends. So dad made a calculated uh, uh, choice to move us from the Cove to Heber City, Utah, mm-hmm. when I was a sophomore in high school. 
And so he told us that one night at family home evening. And uh, I thought I'd run away from home because you, know, you don't want to leave all sure. your friends at that age. And mm -hmm. I didn't have a job and none of my friends' parents would let me stay with them. So I ended up going, didn't have a choice. And so I was very sad. Um, but the first day of school in all of my classes, I had this hot babe in every one of the classes. <laughs> And it was soup. And I decided the very first day, hey, you know, I may just uh, check this out, stay a while. And so I did. And it ended up being the funnest thing ever, uh, living up there in a small town. But a true story is, uh, you know, we were able to do things that we probably couldn't have done at Skyline, sports-wise. So we could be on the football team, even though we weren't that good. We just needed everybody. And so our first football game, uh, Dad and Mom come to the football game. And they're watching me play, but Dad's looking at the cheerleaders. And Mom makes a comment that, you know, we just moved up there. She said, Don, that's my dad, you know, we've got four boys up here. They may end up marrying girls from up here. <laughs> and Dad was looking at the cheerleader who was Sue and goes, he didn't know her. If it's that one, it'll be okay. So he, <laughs> he saw Sue too. And so we credit the move to Heber with getting, getting our Sue. So, I'm sure grateful they moved up there. So that <laughs> was a, you know, he was guided to go up mm -hmm. there and it turned out great. What a great and story. And just to That's clarify awesome. a little bit, every girl in the school was after this hot guy. So we never dated because the cute girls are his had brother? a boyfriend. And uh, you didn't want to get beat, beat up or lynched back then. <laughs> and so we never dated, even though we were best of friends. And uh, until after... I returned home for a mission. Hmm. Isn't that funny? Where'd you serve? Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. You know, it's funny. We have letters that we wrote to one another on his mission. And then Gary was a river guide on the Colorado River in high school. Wow. And so I have letters that we've written that we wrote to one another while he was gone during the summers as well. The goal was <laughs> to always date her, but you just never, there's always some bigger guy that you know, got there first. <laughs> So we were really good friends. We were cheerleaders together, partners. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of meant to be, I think. So, so it's kind of a fun story. That, that's a great about. story. So you guys didn't start dating till after your mission, is that right? Okay. Seriously, yeah. 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 Yeah, just best friends mm -hmm. all through high school. But then it went pretty quick once you know we started dating. Yeah. Married a year later. Yeah. And that's awesome. So where? So what? Which mission did you serve in? In, in Brazil? Well, they had five at the time, and this was the Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo North Mission. And it was fun because it was the year that they built the temple there. Mm. And it was the year they had the uh, revelation on the priesthood. Uh, priesthood for the blacks. And that mm -hmm. was a, a big deal at the time mm -hmm. with that temple coming and all of the problems that were coming. And so when that revelation came, it was like Christ had come. Mm. People fell to the ground. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. So. So, if with your mission experience, we, we are, I just finished up a stint uh, with the young men the entire time I've been in the ward, but one of the big pushes is always to try to um, talk to the young men, young men about serving, serving missions. So, do you have any advice for the young men? And, uh, and now that you've had plenty of time to reflect on it, is a mission something that you'd recommend? Yes. So my... There wasn't uh, much hesitation there. <laughs> was there a little bit? None. <laughs> so uh, 
yeah, it's a great opportunity. But my companion in the MTC uh, decided that it was too tough. And he said, hey, I'm going home. And it was kind of tough for me, too. And uh, I thought maybe I'd go home. And uh, did you know, it's all fine till it gets hard. And so uh, my companion ended up going home. Called his mom, and they came and got him. And and I knew that uh, that probably wasn't an option for me because I wouldn't be able to live at home. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so I stuck it out. But what's interesting is uh, when we all got back, we had these amazing experiences. Everybody had grown. We had these incredible experiences. And we ran into the elder, I won't give his last name, but we ran into him. And we all thought, you know, this poor guy, you know, he missed out, you know, on, on, on these amazing experiences that we all had just because it got tough. Mm-hmm. We were blessed so, also to have a, a son and daughter serve a mission. And I think they would both say how much the mission blessed their lives and and how they learned to serve on a mission. Not only the people, but their companions. Often some of the most growing experiences were helping a companion that was having a rough time and getting up a little bit earlier and polishing their shoes for them. Mm-hmm and going a little bit slower, keeping the pace a little bit slower um, to serve them as well. And then they, of course, served our children as well, too. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. You don't want to miss out on mm-hmm. Well, So tell us a little bit about your, um, and maybe we go to Sue for this, so tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey and, okay. and how you've come to um, develop and strengthen a testimony, because if there's... And also, I mean, I, you, I think the, the, if there's one thing that the Beaners are good at, it's, it's making people feel loved and welcomed. You guys are so, so, so good at that. And, well, and, and I know that when we moved into the ward, you were some of the first to come up and welcome us. And I, I've heard that from so many people. Um, but um, I'd love to hear about your spiritual journey and how you guys have gotten to where you are. And um, uh, yeah, anything you have to add to that? Okay. Well, um, I grew up in a family where my parents weren't active in the church. We're not active. We're not active. active. And so, interestingly enough, Kitty Corner from our home was a Mormon church. Uh, Our ancestors were all active in the church. And as farmers, you relied on water rights a great deal. And there was a, a dispute about some water rights. And because of that, which is very unfortunate, it started the family falling away from the church. And so anyway, as a little girl, back in the olden days, we would have primary on a Tuesday. And then we'd go to Sunday. On Sunday, we'd have Sunday school at 10, sacrament meeting at 6. And I would often, well, I did. I just went by myself. Sometimes my sister would go with me. And I attribute those years of going to wonderful teachers that took an interest in me and to friends that were going as well. But um, like a teacher would teach me about tithing. And at that time, we'd make about 10 cents an hour babysitting, sometimes a quarter. That was a good day, an hour. (laughs) And um, when they taught that lesson on tithing, I earned a dollar that week. For, for that 10 hours of tending. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking 10 cents in to the ward clerk 
and him, I still have that tithing receipt, and I'm sure he's looking at that thinking, is this worth making a tithing receipt over for 10 cents? But he did. Mm. And so I attribute some of it to that. I think I was blessed uh, by Heavenly Father with a great faith and a belief in him. Uh, as we had horses up in Heber, there was a time that my sister and I saddled a big mare. We called her Karen Horse after my sister. <laughs> and we were riding around the block and we started galloping. And a big German shepherd came out and spooked the horse. And as little girls, we were 10 and 12, and the saddle started to, we couldn't cinch the saddle tightly enough, and it slid underneath the horse. And so I went off on my head because I was in the back and my sister was in the front. And so I had a skull fracture, a brain concussion. And in my right ear, I lost some of my hearing through the eustachian tube that is in there. And so I was in a coma. They brought me here to Salt Lake and to the McKady Hospital. And Dr. Hebertson, interestingly enough, was the doctor. But I was in that coma for a couple of days and then came out of that coma and I had to learn to walk again at age 10 because all of your balance is in your wow. ears. Mm -hmm. wow. And so anyway, that happened and uh, I often wonder, well I don't wonder, I know that when I went back to church and partook of the sacrament, I understood what it meant at that young age. It was almost to a point that my hand would shake as I would take that piece of bread and that little cup of water. Mm. And so I don't remember being with the Savior or, or having that type of an, an experience, but I do remember the feeling I had of the importance of that sacrament and His love for us. That's so powerful. I think um, those are things that journey mm. has brought me to. I had wonderful parents and loving parents, and they were happy that I was there. Mm -hmm. But it was a it was a great journey. Wonderful teachers that I'm very grateful for throughout all my life. So were your parents? Uh, it sounds like they were supportive of you going. Yes. And did they ever um, Did they ever go with you, or did they ever come back to church? Or uh, no, my parents divorced when I was a little bit older, and uh, my mom remarried, and then her second husband passed away, and after that she went through the temple. And so she was able to be sealed to her second husband. Hmm. Wow. Well, well, that so. speaks volumes to, to you and your desire and faith at such a young age. That's amazing. Indeed. Well, I, yeah. I was really blessed throughout all of it. Yeah. I know just blessings from above and from ancestors that on either side of the veil. Hmm. Yeah. Gary, what about you? So tell us a little bit about... Um, your faith journey, and and if have there ever been been any bumps in the road for either one of you? And maybe Gary, you can go with that. And if not, that's totally fine. But you know, we we also like to um, to help people who may be going through something on how mm -hmm. to overcome that. You know. So I think Heber straightened me up. You know, we got up there and uh, got new friends, and they were great kids, hardworking kids, farmers, and, uh, and so they all went on missions. So I went. And that was a great experience. And right after, uh, married Sue, and she really is our spiritual leader of the family. 
Ah, uh, he's uh, the spiritual leader. Rick Woodbury married uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> I married Mother <laughs> Teresa. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a great line. <laughs> so. Thanks, Father. <laughs> <laughs> so really, uh, she kind of is, is our anchor. Yeah, you know, she really knows, and uh, I think because of that, I've never really questioned it. It just makes uh, sense to me everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The gospel, the, the creation, and then I kind of look at the uh, the type of people that are attracted to our church. And, you know, they're wonderful people. They're having the same values. They're uh, serving, family oriented, and I just always wanted to raise our family in that setting. You know, I know that's a great setting um, where you feel the spirit. So it's kind of it's kind of a no brainer to me. It just, mm -hmm. it just makes sense. And uh, I look at people that uh, fall away, and I think, uh, what do they fall away to? You know, a better situation they don't. They, they fall away from everything. Mm -hmm. you know, eventually, they don't even believe in the Creator. And so uh, you look at that, and you look at the people's choices that they make, and it's just, it's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. that uh, this is a great way of life and uh, it's true yeah. and it's nice to know that and to know to know our purpose and uh, and to raise your family in that and so I kind of always kind of known I've never questioned and uh, you know I'm glad that we that we have this great vehicle to, to help us out along the way yeah well so, and, and you say raising your family that way too which I mean, for both of you, um, I, I'd be interested to hear what advice you have for some of the younger families in the ward on uh, on how to do that, because it's it is something that I know with all the little kids I have, I think about a lot and how yeah. I, I am always interested on other ideas on how to to do a better job at that. So what advice do you have for for us? Well, one thing that I think Gary is very wise, he's fun. There's always fun whenever he's around. No question. No question. And, and he has kind of a sense of, uh, a good sense of being able to communicate with our children. He was always really good at communicating with them to understand kind of what they needed. And he could kind of go a, a little step deeper and knew when they needed something. But he had some great things. Let's talk about some of the non-negotiables that you had. <laughs> non-negotiables. Oh, I'm yeah. interested. Well, Sarah I like that. gave a talk, you know, <laughs> so there's certain non-negotiables. <laughs> and our deal was, you know, you're welcome to to live wherever you want. You know, we can move to Heber, or you guys can go there, or if you want to stay with us and our family, you know, we'd love to have you, but here's <laughs> certain things that we all do, you know, if you want to be here. Mm -hmm. And one was go to church. You know, uh, grades were important. Um, education was important. You did one that I really loved that you had made a deal with the kids on was if you will go through junior high and high school without using drugs, without drinking alcohol or smoking, uh, the incentive was that he would give them a thousand dollars when they graduated from high school. That's a lot it. of money back then. Oh, I love it. That's, that's yeah. still a lot of money. 40. <laughs> yeah, it's still a lot of money. Especially for a high school kid, yeah. But I think with all of the temptations and the hardships that these kids face today, um, and then my dad was an alcoholic. 
Hmm. And so that even added a little spectrum. Yeah, more. We told them it's in your blood. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't even try it. Once. It's funny you say yeah. that because I have a deal in my household where my girls get five hundred dollars when they turn sixteen if they haven't kissed a boy. Oh, by 16. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we should have done mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one. Tyler. I think it's okay to motivate your kids. <laughs> yes, and you kind of see which direction they're going. So, really, the best way to raise a great family, Luke, this is for you, is to be when you have your kids, have Heavenly Father send you great kids. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. That's what happened to us because I don't think he. Yeah. Trusted us that we could handle some tough kids. We got really good kids. And so, you know, we want to take credit, but I don't know. Well, I, no. I mean, the fact that you're having these direct conversations and the communication is what I'm picking up on this is mm-hmm. to, to just listen to the kids and then find out what most motivates them. But specifically to have pretty direct conversations about this stuff and have that be an open dialogue. I think that's... Yeah, yeah we wanted to just trust them. One time really our daughter, Caitlin... We didn't want them dating until they were 16. Um, and so she, she was older for her age, and there was a school dance that she wanted to go to, and she was almost 16. And so we said, well, you know, here's what the prophet said, and uh, you know, here's what, how we believe. You know, that We don't want you to go. And you've got a little sister. You've got to be an example for her. But you go in and pray, mm-hmm. and we'll let you, whatever answer you get, we'll do. You know, if you want to go to the dance... So she goes, okay. She goes in there, and uh, she's out in about a minute. She goes, yeah, I got my answer. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, uh, it was uh, no more, no more praying. <laughs> We're just That's not going to go to you, 16. Awesome. Backfired on us. Awesome. But you know what? It did give her agency, yeah. and she learned from it. Um, I think it was in her missionary farewell talk. She said, I never told my parents that that evening we got in a little fender bender. Oh, and, and she said, and, and I wish that, you know, she she knew that she hadn't prayed, gotten that answer. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, it all that turned out That was her answer right, so. right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Anyway, we, we're just, we just feel extremely uh, blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know why, but uh, we've just been very blessed. So then what, if you, so I've heard you say a couple times, you know, we're, we're lucky, we're blessed, we're these things, and we don't know why, whatever, but... What, we'll so what, what's the motivation then for you to continue to live the gospel then? We know better that you, know, you can be very more righteous than us and have a lot of problems. So we don't credit it to that, but I think it, I think it brings gratitude. That gratitude uh, makes you want to serve. And I think service is great. And uh, we've we've been fortunate. The last twelve years, we've been had we've had callings where we served together, which has been yeah. really fun. It has been really fun, and we have to say one of our favorite callings right now is teaching in primary. Yeah, we have the best group of young boys. Especially we've got Bo. five of them. <laughs> you know, Bo? Uh, he, he talks about his <laughs> primary teachers all the time, and he. He talks about what you guys do and what you teach and the things you drop off, and which I know is not just happening at our house. It's so amazing. I, I mean, it, it truly is. I think it's okay to bribe your primary <laughs> class. Yeah. Well, well, think about we, how important it is. You know, it's a village. Yeah. Uh, Luke and I yeah. were talking yeah. about this earlier today that, yeah. you know, oftentimes yeah. parents can't communicate with their kids the same way, you know, Gary can't right. as, you know, 
another person in the ward mm -hmm. that some of these youth look up to. Yeah. And they can say something that, that Luke has said 16 times to Bo. Bo doesn't hear it from Luke. And then Gary says the same thing. He's like, oh. <laughs> Luke's like, what? <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. That's really true. Sometimes it takes just that person outside that it maybe, we found that with our kids anyway, that it, that's when it, sometimes it really sinks in. Mm -hmm. But we do love this little class, and we're grateful that we were able to be called to teach them. Well, we love our ward. You know, we've got all these amazing, you know, what's funny, it's always been a great ward, but the people that have moved in, like you guys, it's the same quality of people that are coming. And you look at our ward, and there's, it's deep with uh, service and love, and, and it's a great place. Leadership. To have your kids yeah. mingle mm -hmm. with other families, like you said, that are mm -hmm. positive. And, and they're watching their kids. So we're, we're very blessed to be here. Yeah. Well, so and you talk about um, loving people. And you guys, again, I go back to this. And you guys are, I think, one of the best at showing that. They get an A+. Plus. Yeah, A+++. Plus, plus, plus. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, like, I think about... Um, it's easy to love people you like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so, in another ward, you probably wouldn't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when we first moved in, you guys offered to have uh, our kids come stop by for some, some ice cream after church. And that made us feel so welcome. So maybe I'd be interested to hear how this whole ice cream tradition started of having the kids stop over at your house after church for, for ice cream. Well, Gary came up with this great idea. He said, you know, we have this ice cream machine. And we obviously have been eating a little too much of it. We were little skinny guys <laughs> when we bought that. <laughs> anyway, uh, he said, we should start inviting some of these families over after church and see if they'd like to come over and get an ice cream, an ice cream cone. And, and what it ended up being is it led to talking to each other and getting to know one another. And, and then we love getting to know your children. I mean, it's just... A wonderful thing to know these these young children or young adults even in the ward um, they are amazing young kids in this ward and young adults we feel very blessed to to know them and rub shoulders with them so we started that one Sunday and the, the next Sunday uh, we get a call from Tom Gay he wasn't the bishop yet mm -hmm. but his kids walked from the church past our home so they'd stop he, he called us we were, we were visiting at the church and uh, Tom calls and says hey get down here there's about 30 kids <laughs> on your driveway <laughs> waiting for ice cream <laughs> so it started getting kind of big and then uh, we got called to the singles and that kind of yeah. stopped for a while so we're just kind of back and and fire it back up again. Yeah. So, You're welcome to a cone it, so, so here's the fun part want, about this. We're, we're opening is, uh, that up to the ward. For and any youth and kids that are listening to this podcast, this yeah. is like your invitation. We'll know if you're listening. If you show up to the Beaner's house, you're going to get some ice cream. Right? That's right. And even the parents can come. And these lovely older people in our ward that we love so much come yeah, anytime. Yeah, there's no calories. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just look at us, you can tell. <laughs> so cute Bo won't I mean he's off sugar. He's got yeah, yeah. great so uh, self-discipline. We think that's awesome. Well I gotta tell you this story. So Bo has been not eating treats. Yeah. And you guys were offering to bring whatever their favorite treat was. And Bo just said, you know, I'm not having a treat. Well they said, Well, what's your favorite fruit? 
they ended up bringing him his favorite fruit over. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> bringing him some pomegranate over. So it was amazing. Yeah. Just, so but yeah, above and beyond. No surprise. Yeah, no surprise. No surprise at all there. So yeah, yeah. amazing here. Um, okay, so I know we, um, we've only got a little bit of time left, but um, one of the questions that I've heard Tyler ask that I, I love to hear closing um, out these podcasts are 100 years from now, if you're talking to your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, uh, and, and your posterity, and if there's one thing that each of you want them to know about you, what is that? Boy, one thing, maybe a couple of things um, <laughs> that I would leave with them is, number one, I'm going to be your number one fan up in heaven, <laughs> even up, the, up there, and I'll be cheering you on and loving you and trying to persuade you to stay on the path. Why? Because the path brings happiness. And you'll find more freedom when you stay on the path and live the commandments. There's a scripture in Alma, let's see, it's 41 and 4. And I like it because uh, in 36, I think it is, we hear that this time is the time to prepare to meet God. But this scripture gives you the exact things that you should do while we're here in this life. And it says, um, and thus we see that there was a time granted unto man to repent. So that's one thing we're here for to do is to repent. Gave a, probation, a probationary time, a time to repent and to serve God. And I have found throughout my life uh, through service um, great joy, great happiness, um, seen lots of miracles through doing so, and very grateful for that. That's a good one. I'm going to diddle that. <laughs> well, we'll be up there helping you out. There's a fist bump between Gary and Sue. We'll last on that one, huh, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> no, we feel very blessed and we're... We hope they know we love them. And, uh, I would probably say uh, service. You know, Don't serve yourself. That's kind of a dead end. Mm -hmm. And uh, serve others. Yeah. It seems like every time you serve, you find that um, someone's always worse off than you are. So as you go through your trials and your struggles, if you serve and reach out to others, then pretty soon your burden seems a little bit lighter. Yeah, if you serve, you're grateful. If you're grateful, you're not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Problems. I, I love it. Really like. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is so. great. Um, well, Tyler, is there anything else you wanted to... Ask no, you know, I, this has been, I, I will just maybe just say this, that uh, that I hope that this spirit um, that's, you know, been felt here tonight also comes through digitally in this audio recording because it's certainly, I felt very powerful. Uh, and uh, so thank you, Beaners. This is, well, you, man, what a, what, what a, what a wonderful uh, family and uh, spirit you bring to the ward, so thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you.